Welcome, everybody, at another episode of the Wrestling vs. the World podcast. If you are enjoying your day, sweet. If not, what the hell ever. So, today, I know I've gone through a lot of episodes so far covering a specific calendar year run for wrestlers. And I've done at least one or two covering Superstars in 2006. Like, I know I covered Randy Orton. But why not also cover the Rated R Superstar Edge, also in 2006? Because... He had a pretty stellar year, even with some road bumps in here, but I'm going to talk about his 2006 run in today's episode. So, to start off, to kind of backtrack just a slight bit to bring up what he went through in 2005, he had the whole thing of the affair that happened with Lita, despite the fact that she was with Matt Hardy and he was still technically married. He became Mr. Money in the Bank, got Edge kicked to SmackDown, and then started a few, it's 2005 wrapped up, going into 2006, Going against Ric Flair and bringing up Ric Flair's road rage incident that happened in real life. So that was setting the stage of what was going on in 2006. So pretty hot year to begin with. So like I said, he's feuding the Ric Flair, Mr. Money in the Bank. Both men would have a match going on at New Year's Revolution for the Intercontinental Championship. But Edge would end up getting getting himself disqualified. So therefore, Ric would end up retaining the championship while also being a bloody mess by taking the briefcase to the head. But then again, Ric Flair bleeds all the time. Sneeze, leg job. But then, things turn around for Edge that exact same night. Because in the main event, John Cena would retain the WWE Championship in the Elimination Chamber match. But then afterwards, out comes Vince McMahon on the stage that announces that there's going to be one more match. Because this following superstar is cashing in his Money in the Bank contract opportunity. And it was Edge. So Edge handed his briefcase to Vince, came down to the ring, speared to Cena, who was Barely able to get to his feet. One, two, kick out. It's like, oh shit. Edge got back in the counter, back in the corner. Aimed up. Another Spear of Cena. Uno, dos, trace. New WWE champion. Edge celebrates with Lita and becoming WWE champion, WWE champion for the very first time in his career. You could see, even with the celebration right there in the ring, he was getting emotional because of how much this moment meant to him. And the next night came another big moment because that's when Edge and Lita did the whole live sex celebration, which got like a huge rating for Raw and everything. So Edge became one of the most watched WWE champions in a long time. But you also now know years later that this was a segment that Lita did not want to do, but her job was on the line, so she was forced into something she did not want. Now, Edge's time, unfortunately, for the WWE title would not last long. But one other notable thing he did was on the... January 16, 2006 edition of Raw, he would retain the WWE Championship in his one-on-one TLC match against Ric Flair, which was the first time ever we saw a one-on-one TLC match in WWE history, and I think it might be the only time where we saw bleeding in the match, because, of course, Ric Flair, you can't stop bleeding everywhere. I mean, that pretty much just like John Moxley of today, when it out, bleed. But, as I was saying, good times don't always last because at the Royal Rumble, Edge would lose the WWE Championship back to John Cena, which was John Cena's contractually obligated rematch clause. And Edge would get his rematch on the February 16, 2006 edition of Raw, but would fail to win the championship with Mick Foley's special guest referee. After the match, Edge and Lita would both attack Mick Foley, and Edge would outright blame him for the loss, saying, You cost me, you son of a bitch. So both men would keep brawling and everything, and as time went on, and this would lead to WrestleMania 22, the night that solidified Edge, as he took on Mick Foley in a hardcore match, a match with barbed wire, thumbtacks, metal cha- like lunch tray sheets or whatever the fuck, steel steps, barbed wire 
uh, baseball bat, and even the flaming table, with Edge winning the match after he speared Foley off the apron through the flaming table, suffering second-degree burns to his arm, but and end up getting into shock because of it, but still got the pin on the floor to defeat Mick Foley to really end this feud, and there's a reason for that. And I know that in Pro Wrestling Illustrated, people voted this that the Shawn Michaels-Vince McMahon match on this night was the match of the year. I honestly do not believe that was even the best match of the year. There are other matches that I rank above that, but this match I even found better than Shawn Michaels-Vince on this same show. Because this match, I know it's kind of weird that it usually takes like a lot of hardcore matches or something like that to solidify somebody as like a legit star. Like, to eliminate any doubt. I mean, like, we saw with The Rock with the I Quit match against Foley or even Foley's match with Randy Orton a couple years prior to this. But it's like, this was a match where Edge put himself through hell and solidified himself as a legit main event guy as a result. So after this, Edge would go back into the WWE title picture, but would fail to win the WWE Championship in a triple dart match against fellow challenger Triple H and champion John Cena at Backlash. And I mentioned that the feud with Mick Foley ended because Mick would turn heel and would align himself with Edge as they went into One Night Stand. We would get a six-person intergender tag team match as Edge, Mick Foley, and Lita went up defeating Tommy Dreamer, Terry Funk, and Beulah McGillicuddy with Edge getting that controversial pin on Beulah after spearing her. We all know what image I'm talking about. I think I've actually used it in a past episode of the podcast for a video. But the, this was not it for Edge, because later on that night in the main event, John Cena would put the WWE Championship on the line against Rob Van Dam due to Rob Van Dam cashing in his Money in the Bank contract opportunity that he won at WrestleMania to get this title shot. And Edge would end up spearing John Cena through a corner table. And the weird thing is, with Edge's ensemble, he was wearing a motorcycle helmet and a trench coat, which, if memory serves me right, this was the same kind of outfit that Rick Rude wore when he... Uh, appeared in ECW at one point. I think it was like around 97 or something like that. I think it was around 97 before he came back to WWE because I know at one point Rude wore that so they may have been uh, paying homage to him. Now, Edge would still go for the WWE Championship. He would go one-on-one against Rob Van Dam at Vengeance, failed to win the WWE Championship in honestly a very, very, very damn good a hidden gem of a match. Like Nobody talks about this singles match between these two. Really clicked. So Edge would fail to win the championship, but his fortunes would turn around because on the July 3rd, 2006 edition of Raw, in a triple threat match against champion Rob Van Dam and fellow challenger John Cena, Edge would win the WWE championship. This was a result of RVD having to drop the championships because he got into legal issues with getting pulled over and drugs and all that shit, and RVD had to lose his title, so Edge would become champion again. Now, after this, John Edge would also retain the championship against John Cena at Saturday night's main event because... Cena thought he won via submission, but in reality, he won the match via disqualification because Lita attacked the referee behind his back, so because of that, Edge retained the championship, but then Cena got the last laugh by hitting the FU to, C- to Edge off seal steps through the announce table. So this would lead to SummerSlam, Edge putting the WWE Championship on the line once again, once again against John Cena, with the stipulation being that if Edge got himself disqualified, he would lose the WWE Championship. We saw that kind of play into the match. At the end, John Cena had both Edge and Lita on his shoulders. Lita flew off for part of the FU, then, Lita, then referee got distracted by Lita, trying to take care of her, and then Edge got off Cena's shoulders, brass knuckles in hand, boom! Right hand with the brass knuckle to the back of Cena's head to knock him out and pin him so Edge would retain the WWE Championship. And of course, the next night, on Monday Night Raw, Edge would instruct Lita to take the WWE Spinner Belt, 
chuck it into the Long Island Sound, and would unveil the new radar spinner belt design that we only saw for about a month. And Cena also got the last laugh because then he took Edge and threw him into the Long Island Sound, which got Edge pretty sick because that's a pretty nasty body of water to get thrown into. Big contamination. So this would then finally lead up to Unforgiven, one of the best matches of the year, where Edge in his own hometown of Toronto would defend the WWE Championship against John Cena in a TLC match with the added stipulation that if Cena lost, he's going over to SmackDown. And according to internet rumors and everything, Cena was supposed to lose this because he wanted to lose to go to SmackDown and reinvent himself. And you could see based on his reaction when he, at the finish of the match that this wasn't what he wanted. Because at the end, both men were on top of the ladder brawling. Cena got Edge onto his shoulders, hit the FU to Edge through two stat tables that were next to the ladder. And Cena would retrieve the championship with a sad look on his face because, again, it looked like he didn't want to win the match after all. But this would end Edge's WWE Championship run. And if I remember me right, this would be the last run he would have with the WWE title until, I think, 2008. So it would be a couple more years before we saw him as WWE Champion. And the feud with Cena would conclude on the for this version of their feud, not including the 2009 run, but this feud would end on the October 2nd, 2006 edition of Raw when Cena would retain the WWE Championship against Edge in a steel cage match because of DX's involvement. After this... Edge and Randy Orton would appear on the cutting edge, and I know I mentioned this as well during the Randy Orton's Unremarkable 2006 run episode of the podcast. On the cutting edge, they both talked saying, hey, Randy, since you lost the World Heavyweight Championship two, three, about two years ago, you've done absolutely nothing. So they decided, we're going to form a tag team called Rated RKO. Interesting could have been better, they just kind of meshed together their theme songs and changed the pitch and everything, but they became a tag team. So they wanted to go against Radio RKO. You had the tag team match of Cyber Sunday where the referee was voted as Eric Bischoff. And Rated RKO, through illegal means like using weapons and everything, would defeat DX at Cyber Sunday in one of only two tag team losses that DX had during that June 2006 to January 2007 run that they had. So one of only two losses DX took, and Radio RKO can say they were they took the first one on them. And then also their fortunes would turn around as well because eight days later, Rated RKO on the November 13th, or 13th, English man, 2006 edition of Raw, Rated RKO would defeat Ric Flair and Roddy Piper to win the World Tag Team Championships. Of course, at this time, uh, Roddy Piper was being diagnosed with cancer, so they had to take the titles off him, so Rated RKO capitalized off of this. But then they hit a rough patch because at Survivor Series, just shortly thereafter, Rated RKO's team would get lose in a clean sweep to DX's team on that night. And also, unfortunately for Edge, his on-screen girlfriend Lita would retire from in-ring active in-ring competition after dropping the women's championship to Mickey James on that same night. So that put an end to their on-screen relationship going forward because Lita was done for. And as 2006 finally concluded. DX still were getting into a feud with Ray RKO. Ray RKO was getting to DX by attacking Ric Flair, bludgeoning him, Concerto, and all that stuff. So the feud would still con continue up until the beginning of 2007, but I got to drop that here because that's a different year here, folks. So you look at Edge's run in 2006. Yeah, it had a couple rough patches, like the short WWE title run that he had at the beginning of the year, and then suddenly going from the WWE title picture to being tag team, but... This was still an insane year, because like I said, that match that he had against Mick Foley in the hardcore match at WrestleMania really solidified him as a legit main event guy 
even though, like I said earlier, it's kind of a shame that you have to have a hardcore-esque match in order to be solidified nowadays, because I think the only other person I can think of that was made a name outside of a hardcore match was probably Sting at the first Clash of Champions show, and nowadays, in order to become a big name and, like, solidify yourself, you have to put yourself through hell, but Edge did that. He became a legit main event guy despite that short hiccup of a title run. The live sex celebration did great ratings and everything like that. Best rating in a long time. Became WWE Champion again. Had phenomenal matches. Again, like I said, it Unforgiven. And then formed Rated RKO and got a rare tag team victory over DX. So, I mean, this one, like I said, despite this couple of setbacks, this was a pretty damn good year for Edge. Now, granted, we'll see even, even better, like, if you really want to see another amazing year, look at 2008 or 2009 afterward. Now, more of 2008. I was about to say 2009, but he got injured. But 2008 also really bumped up his game and everything. And maybe I'll cover that in a future episode, if people want. But anyway, that is going to conclude it for today's episode, folks. Let me know your thoughts in the comment section below of Edge's run in 2006. If you enjoyed today's episode, please remember, slap a like on the video. Comment what you thought below. Subscribe with the bell turned on if you're watching this on YouTube. Or follow if you're listening to this on any other service that podcasts can be shared upon. And I will catch you all next time. Thanks for listening, everybody. Like, comment, subscribe. Peace out, and good day, everybody.